Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. guest this week is a professional wrestler, among other things. Uh, you, you may know him as Marion Fontaine, uh, but tonight we will we will talk to him as Justin, Justin Notkey, the founder of Old Wrestling, who has their extravaganza coming up in uh, at the end of the month here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Justin Notkey to Why Did We Ever Meet? Justin, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you two? We're good. We're good. I think as, as you know, before we started recording, we were discussing it. Like, uh, it, it, this is, uh, well, I'll just say this. One of the biggest letdowns of the pandemic for us was that Detroit old wrestling show oh. that got canceled. Yeah. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't a lot else that we were really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Like, I was bummed that my Bob Mould tickets got refunded. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> don't worry, I got ones for September, assuming we don't fuck this up, too. Um, but uh, the old wrestling show in Detroit, we were so excited about. Oh, it. so excited. <laughs> and so if we were excited, I can only imagine you were. Yeah. So, well, the moment you brought up Bob Mould, now I just want to kind of talk about him versus. Oh, old wrestling, but oh man. I mean, we I can go. How, how many days you got? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to check out. <laughs> <laughs> were uh were you gonna see him in detroit too uh that one that was one that was an acoustic set um oh. that was one i we were gonna go away for the weekend it was closer to southern ohio i was oh, gonna okay very cool away. yeah i was looking at like oh, airbnbs and stuff and i was gonna oh, take nice. her away and be like oh we're gonna go away for the weekend and we're gonna go see bob mold <laughs> <laughs> uh but now that uh you know now he's doing the uh the full band tour uh, nice. Cash and I are going to the, I think the, the Detroit show. So, oh great, yeah, looking yeah. forward. You know, when when that all happened, it was like I was checking like checking stuff daily. You know, yeah. the news yeah. and like the mandates, and it, and I was trying to hold out hope because it was in its infancy, right? We everybody, I mean, we're still learning. Everybody's learning stuff about this, right? Yep. But I was, it was in in its infancy. I wasn't really sure. And so it just got to the point where the governor was like, Hey, 50 people or less can't do it. And so I was like, God. and that's the first show. And I'm knocking on wood for those that can't <laughs> hear at home. If you didn't hear that knock, but that's the first show we ever had to, I mean, cancel quote unquote, you know, yeah. right now we rescheduled it. Like right now I'm going to knock on wood again. Yes. October 10th uh, is when we go back to, to Detroit, same place as the whiskey factory in downtown Detroit, which is just a spectacular venue. Like oh. 
So if any of your listeners are thinking about getting married and need a perfect spot, that's the place to go. It's it's used mainly for a wedding venue. They do other stuff like some corporate events and things yeah. like that. But right downtown, right by uh, Ford Field, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. the old um, Stroh's uh, factory that they that the Detroit City Distillery took over. And man, we lucked out with that venue. That that place is perfect. It's how did that How did that come to be? Um, so, uh, kind of friend of friends stuff, you know, the gotcha. guys that run the 20 by 20 apparel, sure. um, yeah. who, who come to old wrestling and they're all from Detroit. They're great guys. Yes, Plug they are. 2020 apparel. They do some really cool vintage themed, um, arena shirts yes. for like wrestling. So they've got like the sportatorium, they've got like, that's the one uh, I have Kobo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so they hooked me up with a friend, um, that they knew that, that worked there too. And I think, um, his name's, uh, Steve, he'd been to some old wrestling shows too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how do we bring this to Detroit? And, uh, I was like, yeah, let's, let's do a Detroit show. Let's give it a shot. You know, yeah. we've talked about, and I will use the we term royally. So like I said, somebody called me out on this not that long ago. They're like, when you're talking about old wrestling, you say we, but you know that it's just you, it's right? It's just you. It's just you. Like, like, you say we, like, and I feel like I bring my parents into that, I guess, because, like, yeah. they are a big part of it, yes, as, as you two know, yeah. going to these shows. So I guess they are the we that I'm royally speaking to. Yeah, um, But, uh I was just like, oh yeah, I would, you know, love to, to be able to like expand the show, have it be in cities that I think could work. Right. Like, you know, we could take it to Cincinnati or maybe we could take it to Louisville, but it's all within kind of like the means of, you know, what I'm able to do. But Detroit was um, probably one of the, the best feelings I ever got from running old wrestling, because it was like, this is out of state. Um, you know, there's plenty of wrestling in Detroit mm-hmm. metro area already. Um, you know, how do we stand out? And that was a, a great success. I couldn't be more happy. We'll we'll see what happens this you know this upcoming uh, upcoming fall with it being in, in, in October. But I'm excited for it. We've got some fun stuff planned, like we always do. Um, we've got a former mayor. Uh, someone's playing a former mayor of Detroit, oh uh, Hazen oh Pingree. So, uh, Pingree, sorry. But so we've got some, we've got some fun stuff planned. So I'm hoping everything, uh, is able to move forward. Cause I'd hate to tell fans in Detroit again, like, Hey, right. we, you know, we got to push it back. So, yeah. and um, that, there was a there was a real energy to that yeah. place that the like the the venue itself has has a really cool vibe but something the crowd was really electric that night yes they everybody was all in on everything and and you never know like we were we're veterans of old wrestling <laughs> but it was a new it, you know it was we weren't there seeing the same old familiar faces so you you wonder like what will the energy be and it yeah. was it was spectacular. They, everybody was all in on every aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I went out to the crowd for a little while just to like be a part of it. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Honestly, like, man, I just didn't know what to expect. Like I said, going into the market for the first time like that. Yeah. And, uh, I was just so happy with, I mean, everybody did a fantastic job. I mean, 
you know, you can't speak enough to like the commitment that the people on the show give to the, to their characters, Yeah, you know, down to like the announcers and everybody like working the merchandise to even the sponsors, the people that help support, like the tattoo place that we work with in Detroit iconic, like they came dressed up. Mm-hmm. Um, they were 100% in on it. So hoping to re you know recreate that atmosphere here in a couple in a couple months when we uh return to detroit because yeah that energy there i don't know if you had been to any of the shows in may halls in cleveland have yes, you guys yeah okay yeah we went to that too yep. that was kind of similar that i felt you know yeah. um to to detroit too yeah. so could have been a little bit of the booze could have been that too that, that might didn't hurt <laughs> didn't hurt <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's also that element too, where like with the extravaganza, your big, your big annual show, mm-hmm. that feels like, uh, you know, that, that, that has this big family vibe. Yeah. Like yeah. we see all the same, you see all like almost like your friend, your, your old friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so you have that, there's definitely that element there, but Detroit and, and like you said, in May halls, like there was just a very cool, um, because there is a very like, and we're gonna. I, I do want to get into this. There's a very punk rock vibe and element to old wrestling. I know that mm-hmm. may, like, you know, when people see the context of the show, like, why? Yeah. Well, why? What's punk about it? Like, there's just something. There's nothing like it. We always tell our non wrestling friends, if we're ever taking mm-hmm. you to a wrestling show, it's, it's going to be wrestling. old wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the that was the goal. There was a couple goals in mind for the for me doing this because. Um, you know, I think a lot of wrestlers might want to run wrestling shows just to like, see what it, see what it's like, mm-hmm. see if they can make it a success or if they want added stress to their life. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, early on I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, it's gotta be something different. You know, it's gotta be something kind of unique. And then how do you know, how do we do that? And, you know, how do I pull in people that are like, friends of mine that would want to go to a show, you know, like, I don't know if they're going to necessarily, I I don't know if my friends would be interested in a 1920s show, but what what can I do that maybe is going to like grab the attention of people that aren't diehard wrestling fans, but like, this is like a unique thing that we're just going to go out to, you know, like, yeah, this is a cool night out. And that's definitely kind of the, the feel of like May Hall's, and Detroit, you know, whiskey factory. And and a lot of that I think is being able to work with great venues too, um, that also have kind of their own, their own following. Like may halls is a very popular venue. Like it's a lot of great bands, comedians, all kinds of stuff. So they've already got a built in audience. And when you say wrestling is coming to may halls, I think there's a lot of people that are going to turn their heads and be like, well, maybe we should check this, this out, you know, because to the average, to the, to the average person, they don't know anything really about independent wrestling or where they're running or names on it. And so I'm just, thankful that we're able to like appeal to that audience because those are the people that are going to go ballistic for a body slam. And that's what I yes. want, you know, yes. that's exactly what I want. Yeah. yeah. But not, so. a, not a lot of, not too much leaving your feet and, right. and, yeah. and it still works. Like everyone's excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you I, just, you feel that general energy and, yeah. and excitement. There are times where I wish I could be a fan and just sitting down and, and just like cheering with other people. You know, I, there are those times, you know, just to be out there in it. I love it. I yeah. do like it, yeah. it, all the years of playing in bands and like, and doing movies and stuff 
wrestling is something I can't do, won't do, uh, <laughs> and can sit and watch and enjoy it. And yeah. like, that is the best. Oh, that, I think that's the big thing for old wrestling is our whole family likes wrestling to varying degrees. Like cash and I will go see like kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah. She's a little more selective. <laughs> sure. that, like that's the one where it's like, no, that's the whole family's going to old wrestling. And it there's, it's such a unique thing that we tell everyone everywhere we oh, go, yeah. like, Oh, yeah. you gotta yeah. see, you have to see this. And, and friends that we know, you know, a lot of our friends in Chicago, I mean, Mar- Marty DeRosa and Sarah Shockey, oh, Marty yeah. and Sarah, they, we, they know and lo- just love the entire concept of old wrestling. Yeah. We, you know, our friends that yeah. work for uh, PWT or for pro wrestling teams, they all say the same yeah. thing. Like, man, I got to go out and see one of those. Like, <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Yes, you definitely do. Yeah. And that's the kind of the mentality is like, I don't know if I'll ever get to Chicago. So hopefully you can you know, pack your bags and come to the Maple yeah. City of Norwalk, Ohio. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's another cool thing. Like usually the guests that we have on are all over the country. Like, you know, like I, you're, you're sandwiched in between a lot of musicians <laughs> right yeah. now in terms of our, in terms of our lineup um, yeah. of how the month's going to play out. I think you might be, I think you might be right after uh, Brian McTurnan, famous punk rock and hardcore record producer. So um, uh, yeah. So yeah, you're in good company, um, but it's always accommodating people from other time zones. So it's really nice to talk to somebody where I don't have to be like, oh, I can do it at this time. I got to do it this time because we're three hours apart. We right. are far, we're not far away from each other. So yeah. it's kind of, you know, we kind of take claim as old wrestling is almost like our hometown promotion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. Only about an hour from you guys in the, yeah. in the, in the good old glass city. Right. Yes, sir. We're in the, yeah. well, even closer to Bowling Green. You're, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. You went to Fireland. So it's kind of your old, your old sound. Yeah. 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 Um, so to sir, I want to circle back to old wrestling, but like you've been wrestling a, a pretty long time, a very <laughs> long time. <laughs> I didn't want to say very, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, how does that come about? Like, I, I know how to mm. start bands, you know, I mm. know, I know how people pick up a camera and decide they're going to start making their own indie films. I still, with all the wrestlers that we're friends with, I have no clue how the fuck you like going and I'm going to do this. And how, how did you, what triggered that? How does that start? Oh, okay. Um, I'll try and do a little bit of a truncated version of it, but it's uh, <laughs> re- wrestling's always been kind of a part of my life. It really has. I mean, I didn't grow up in a wrestling family, you know, kind of all like you guys have, you know, everybody right. enjoys it. I mean, yeah. You know, growing up, my dad would take me to shows, which was great. I could tell that he was like, it was something he knew I really enjoyed. It wasn't something that he was going to like, hey, it's Monday night, Justin. I can't wait to, you know, turn on the TV, mainly because we didn't have cable until I was in, I think, high school. So I remember, Uh, okay, I'd ride my bike to my grandparents' house because they had cable and I'd watch Raw for the first hour. Then they let me tape the second hour because during school, like I can only stay up to like nine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. So like that's what all the rigmarole I had to go through. But um, yeah, I just was always into wrestling. I can remember first, very first wrestling toy was Jake the Snake Roberts Hasbro figure. Ah. And I didn't, I didn't even have a wrestling ring at that point, like the Hasbro ring. 
but I did have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Rock'em Sock'em ring. That's good enough. (laughs) And so I would rest, I would like take my Jake the Snake Roberts toy with whatever toys and just wrestle around Michelangelo and Shredder. Like that's, that's what I did, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it was just always a part of it. My dad would take me to shows. We'd go to, uh, we'd go to Toledo. We'd go to the old sports arena when they sports? did WWE sure. shows there. Yep. We went to Seagate for ECW. You know, we used to go, all, he would take me all over. And we would have some friends that would go too. We went to Columbus, went to Cleveland, pay-per-views, all that stuff. So it was yeah. really encouraging. They really could tell I liked it, you know, yeah. and, and they were supportive of it. And so then... When I was in middle school, that's when the attitude era hit, right? And so, like, that's when it became huge. I think yeah. sixth grade was when, yeah. like, the NWO and DX yeah. and, and all that. And so, we started backyard wrestling in. Oh, okay. Yeah, we started backyard wrestling when I was in middle school, and um, we we were kind of like the wrestling group of guys. I mean, we I came from a very small town, so like it, every high school has cliques. And like our click was like, we were like the backyard wrestling guys, you know, (laughs) you're the jock, you know, here, the jock kind of guys, you're like the skater kind of guys. Yep. And then there were the wrestler guys. We like went to those other groups because some of us were in sports and that, but when we were together, it was like, Oh, those are the the wrestling guys. And so my best friend, uh, growing up, Travis, he was super into wrestling. We, we wrestling, that was it. Wrestling was life for us. Yeah. Um, getting all the pay-per-views, WCW, WWE, ECW, all that stuff. And so his dad built him a 16 by 16 ring in his backyard. Oh my and God. so, yeah. So, so before that we were just like on mattresses on some yeah. gym mats. Yeah. Um, sometimes we would wrestle inside the gym at my mom's school in Sandusky. They let us do wrestling shows there. Like, can't believe that happened. There's no way that would happen. Oh, it would no. never happen now. Um, no, <laughs> no way. We would, I'll see yeah. if I can get that. See if you can make that work. Yeah, I can, I'll try. I'll try that for cash. Yeah, I'll get him. I'll get him in. And uh, so they, so they, his dad built him a ring. We uh, it was a big plan for probably seven or eight years, maybe longer. I mean, well, no, I take that back. It probably stood in his backyard for about ten years. I would say. I think. And we bought real ropes. We went to like someone that made rings. We looked online. We found someone that had real wrestling ropes. We bought those, but we didn't understand kind of this is, we didn't understand that like you had cross cables underneath the ring. Most rings have a cross cable to give you sure. the tension on the ropes when you hit them. Uh, yeah. We didn't understand necessarily how that worked. Yeah. He lived in like, he had a big wooded area around his backyard. And so what we did, what his dad did is he tied uh, like cables around the trees and to create tension. And so we pulled on some of the trees to make sure that the ropes were tight. So there were cables going out to the trees to make sure that we had that tension on the, on the ring ropes. Yeah. Oh my Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of, it's the reverse physics of what you would do yeah. under the ring. I yeah. guess. So yeah. Holy cow. Um, and so this, we'll talk about Toledo here, but um, you know, backyard wrestling was big at that point. The best of backyard tapes were coming out, yep. you know, yep. kind of similar to how deathmatch wrestling is kind of popular in the lexicon of wrestling. Now, yep. you know, that backyard rest, those backyard wrestling tapes are like huge where kids were like hitting each other with light tubes, fire, all that stuff. That was definitely not what we were into. Mm-hmm. We were always about the production side of stuff. What are the oh. stories we can tell? how can our entrance look super cool? Like I remember Travis's dad had a lot of great ideas. One of the other ideas, he took like a rotisserie, like, 
engine, like something you put in a rotisserie and he had like a satellite and we spray painted it with the call letters of like the promotion. Yeah. So like under our entranceway, this like satellite, like spun as we were coming out of it. So like, it kind of makes sense, my evolution into old wrestling, but we were so complete sense now. (laughs) We were just like, so in tune to putting on a show. Like, even though it wasn't for a lot of people, usually it was just friends here and there, you know, but we're like, what are the, what are the things that we could really do? And, um, I remember, uh, somehow a, a news crew from Toledo heard about us, I think because they wanted to do a spotlight on professional wrestling, kind of in a bad light, like can't believe these yep. kids are doing it. Yep. They showed up and saw what we were doing. And I remember they were like, we have to tell a different story because this is not what we expected at all. These kids have characters, they have storylines. Oh uh, and so I think the piece is on YouTube. I'll have to find it and show it to you guys. One of our buddies uploaded it. I don't know if it's a public link or not, but you can oh, see like a 14 year old Justin talking to the, to, to the Toledo <laughs> news about backyard, backyard. Oh, wrestling. My God. Yeah. oh I love that. I, I think too, like that's that era of, there is an age group because I'm I'm a few years older than you, but in that in that era, I think as much as we all like like we're wistful for the Attitude Era because it saturated media. Like she she yeah. no no connection to wrestling until us and yeah. Um, but I remember it being it was everywhere and I, like yeah. I, I was consuming like you said. WWE, ECW, WCW, you know, you'd switch back. I was always like, want to see Raw, but also I got to go to watch like the cruiserweights. Yeah. On, because <laughs> it was yeah. the only way you were going to see Liger is if, right. you were, if you were on their Ultimo Dragon. So, like, the, it was just, it permeated media. And there was, there was that element where people wanted to paint it in a bad light. But ultimately, I think our generation went on to be more respectful of, like, for you as a performer, for me as a fan, per, as a as an art form, because it is. Yeah. It's a form. It is yeah. an art form. It's a form of entertainment. It is. It's theatrical. Yeah. And you got you clearly understood that element better than any. It sounds like that was the most important element to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I tell people pretty frequently, if I wasn't doing this, I'd, I'd be performing in local theater or something. Right. right? But I, I wasn't a theater, theater kid in high school because the theater was wrestling. Like I said, we were just sure. there, like, we were doing shows every month. We would have like our own training sessions and, uh, we were just so, I mean, it would, like you said, it was everywhere. They were on TV guide. They were on yes. late shows. It was yep. just, you know, it was so easy to see wrestling outside of you know, Monday night raw, it was just always in your periphery. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we did backyard wrestling for a while. The, the news piece comes out, people hear about us. I remember pro wrestlers from like, there was a guy, I can't remember his name. I think his name was canine or something. He was a guy from Toledo. There used to be a promotion MWF in Toledo that we used to go to in any promotion. <laughs> he, he came out to the show. He found out about us. And that's how um, I started my friendship with uh, Ricky, Ricky Shane Page. Yeah. Ricky's yeah, from Sandusky. Ricky. Yep. And so he he also did backyard wrestling. Those guys were a little bit crazier. They were a couple <laughs> years older. As you can tell, Ricky, yeah. you know what I mean? Not surprising. No, but they're no. A little crazy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, they found us because they were like, we can't believe these kids built a wrestling ring. This is insane. Like, this is, this is insane. And... Um, 
they came out, they started to wrestle with us. Now, because they're okay. a couple of years older, they were like gung ho on becoming pro wrestlers. It was sure. like this guy, Ricky and Josh, Josh was another guy that was a, was a good friend. Okay. Um, that were like, we want to, we want to be pro wrestlers. Um, and so they were the ones that were starting to go up to Cleveland to like do some training. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my buddy Travis did, did a little bit of wrestling, but then he got, got out of it. And, um, eventually when I was, I was in Bowling Green for a little while, then I moved closer back home and Ricky was like, Hey, at that point, I think he'd maybe been wrestling for like a couple of years, maybe. And he was like, if you want to get, you know, back into it, want to actually, you know, do it, they do training, you know, once or twice a night or whatever in Elyria. And so while I was in college, uh, I'd go up, Ricky and I would train. And then, uh, Billy Taylor, who still wrestles only in old wrestling, he's he still wrestles only in old wrestling, but he's another guy that I used to backyard with. He's you okay. know, both from the same hometown. Um, he eventually came up with us too. And then, you know, um, when we came to training, so before this, Ricky and Josh would kind of show us the ropes of what they had learned. Sure. So the first time we showed up to training, we already had a knowledge and we, and some of the other guys were like impressed. They're like, wow, you, you're already kind of like know what you're doing in here. So I think within maybe like four or five months, I was already doing shows, maybe six months. I just oh, maybe wow. Yeah. Like that. But I was already doing shows because they were kind of, you know, showing me some of the things that they had learned along the way already. Yeah. I was able to show up on day one and kind of wow them at least like, Oh, he knows a little bit about right. how this yeah. you know, is supposed to work. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, ever since gosh, probably, uh, early 2005 is, is how long I've been wrestling for. Okay. So that's a pretty, yeah. that, that's a pretty yeah. significant amount of time. The 16 ish, you know, yeah, year. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> where, um, who, tra- who were you guys training with? Uh, his name's uh, Chris Cole. So, uh, Chris was, I'm trying to think good. He didn't have like a, a bunch of claims to, you know, claims okay. to fame. I mean, he definitely traveled the world. He did a couple like USO shows, um, ah, in a lot okay. of countries, sure. He is good friends with Chris Hero because Hero's an Ohio guy. Yes, yeah. he is. Um, yeah. And Hero trained Chris. Uh, Hero trained Chris, so yeah. like they they were close. Um, and so I think he'd been on Raw. He'd done some extra work for a little bit. Okay. But he's been out of wrestling for quite a number of years. Great guy. Like, I, you know, we still talk to this day. Yeah. And uh, he helped bring like Ricky, myself up. And I think, um, you know, early on, he could kind of tell some of the potential in in Ricky, myself and some of some of the other guys. So he definitely yeah. took us under his wing and was like, hey, you know, let's you want to have a booking here. Let's go down to Alliance. Let's, you know, let's go to Cleveland. And so he was great with that. And, you know, he was also pretty tough, which was good too. Like, he, yeah. you know, he wasn't going to like make it real easy for you. Yeah. Which <laughs> I appreciate it, you know, cause yeah. there's, I, wrestling's a lot better now in terms of like, like, like I said, I've been wrestling now 16 years and I guess I'm kind of the veteran in a lot of locker rooms. Yeah. yeah and uh, it's definitely a different vibe. Me is me as someone that's been in it for a long time versus when I was starting and the vets that were in the locker rooms that I was going to when I was starting out. It's a, it's a lot different, not everywhere, but a lot of the places that I've been experiencing the last couple of years for sure. That, and that's an interesting thing you bring up because we do hear, you hear about a lot of that when you or you read books or, you know, listen to podcasts and hear these guys telling stories, how these locker rooms have changed. Um, yeah. Yeah, like 
you were sharing locker rooms with vets who are probably a little more curmudgeonly <laughs> than, yeah. Oh, yeah. than you guys are. For sure. For uh, sure. Because I do not remember wrestlers being approachable when I was <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. no, like they were, they were worried about, about uh, painkillers and light beer and <laughs> yeah, right. which look, yep. man, fine. Like <laughs> sorry, right. you know, no judgment, but like they were also like keeping up the facade. There was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? They really were. Yeah. They, there were, they were living the gimmick. I shouldn't use wrestling things and I'm not, wrestling, <laughs> but, um, they, but they really did live the character. Where, yeah. where do you like, was that a conscious thing for you think for your generation where you guys were, are like, let's, we don't have to do that. Like we don't have to be complete lunatics yeah. 24 hours a day, 26 <laughs> days a week. Year. Yeah. I think, I mean, you're, I think I'm pretty different than a lot of wrestlers. Uh, Eve. I mean, I think, like you said, generationally, I think it's not as like upholding the character 24 seven in a lot of ways. And I think you see that with maybe how people talk to folks and fans yeah. and social media and all that. Yeah. For me, it's kind of like a constant like struggle because I don't want to let people in too much because I want there to be some kind of like, yeah. Um, yeah when I see you, it's special. Like when I, when, you know, but I'm always, you know, approachable and all that. But at the same time too, I realized very early on that this was never going to be my career. Um, okay. you, you know what I mean? Like, yep. so like yep. I approach wrestling, I think in a lot of different ways than a, a lot of folks, uh, maybe do mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm serious about it, but at the same time, I'm just like, let's just have a good time. You know, yeah. <laughs> let's, just, yeah. let's just have fun. Um, and, you know, you've got to have some self-awareness like, you've got to have self-awareness that like it's a Saturday night I'm wrestling in front of 75 people in a VFW hall for maybe gas money. Like let's just all put it on the table guys. You know what I mean? Like we are not, let's just have a good time. (laughs) Know what we're doing. Just try and make it a good night for the fans. And I think, um, you know, some people might have, you know, trouble with that or maybe want to play up a certain facade, but you know, like, let's be real. This isn't our, you know, nine to five jobs. Let's go out there and just give a good, good performance for, for people and do the best that you can. You know, I I think it's funny that you brought that up. I had a guy on, uh, not too long ago, uh, a musician named Rob Pennington, who was in a big state, like was in like, pretty big he was a big staple of like the louisville hardcore scene in the 90s and he said he kind of made the same point of like he said that's why by the grace of god can still get back together and put out records because he knew at the end of the day like i'm not chasing this i I have i have goals in mind and it was he's a doctor you know he's he's got his Mm. doctor of education and he right so he had a different goal in mind so he said like that's why us the five of us can still pull together and write a record and go do some shows here and there because life is not that being he he was like you know we're still playing punk rock but we're doing it when we want to you know it's the it's the milo thing from the descendants like, yeah. you know, I mean, Milo went off to college and he's, you know, a scientist and comes and goes as they, as they please. You're kind of in the same mentality of like, I'm not, you weren't aiming for Monday Night Raw is what you right. did. Yeah. And yeah. you're surrounded by a lot of people that were, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but you're also, 
I just am going to sidebar quick because I just yeah, love the yeah. amount of like doc, the parallel with doctors and like punk rock. Cause the first there's thing a, I there's thought there's a million of, of them. There's a yeah, million like, of them. <laughs> Dr. Dan is the first one I thought of from lifetime and paint it and paint black who I've been you, able to meet a couple of times. Friends of friends. You just, so name, got, you just name dropped li- lifetime is well, an all timer for me. Uh, I saw them. <laughs> if we, I saw them play in Atlantic city for the first, that was the first time I ever saw them play. I mean, I uh, had, I had, like, I knew of them, but um, I wasn't, like, a huge fan. And then it was just, like, friends of friends, like, oh, yeah, Dr. Dan. I've known Dr. Dan for a long time, whatever. He's going to come over and eat with us, you know? And so I'm just, I don't really know that. Like, I'm just like, oh, okay, like, whatever. Yeah. Then we go see a show, and I'm just like, after that, I was just like, oh, I missed out on this. I missed out so much. (laughs) Well, like, in fairness to you, the scene missed out on Lifetime, because Lifetime was gone, like, by the time Jersey's Best Answers pops off, they're gone. And, like, Dan is on to – he's on to Kid Dynamite at that point. Right. Ari's yeah. not playing. Like, they had scattered. And then a million bands show up that, that are all doing the Lifetime thing. Like, listen to the first Saves the Day record. Right. They were, yeah. That's a straight-up Lifetime ripoff record. That's yeah. all it is. Every track. But, man, I – Name dropping, name dropping Dr. Dan will get you everywhere with me. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'll just say that I'm trying to get him or Ari on here. I'm using some other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, maybe I can make it happen. Let's, I mean, I'm not saying that I got a direct connection, but like it's you can do a friend, friend of a friend. That yeah. would be, that would be wonderful. Um, but you're, you are right. There are a ton of doctors, uh, in, in punk rock and it's wild. Like I, Rob Pennington, who I had on Greg Graffin from bad religion. And Milo from the mm. Descendants, like it's crazy how many right. how many of those dudes went on to, and it it is you know coming back to you, it's that same concept of like you had other things in mind. This was an art form you were taking part in, right? Exactly, one hundred percent. And yeah. and you but you also mentioned you lived in Bowling Green at one point. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, when I was going to college, I was yeah in Bowling oh. Green. Yeah, were you just in the dorms or were you off campus? In the dorms, only for a short period. I did realize early on that college life was not for me. I yeah. I was never a straight edge kid, but like like I said earlier on, we were yeah. just focused on wrestling. We didn't yeah, party. Sure. Yeah, we like all got together and we watched wrestling. You know, Ricky to this day likes never you know never drank. Yeah, I don't think I started drinking till I was like twenty three. Yeah, sure. and it wasn't like it wasn't like we were like didn't want to do it it was just we were so focused and happy with the wrestling yep. bubble that we were we were yeah. in and so when I went to college I was like this is not what I like I'm trying to oh. you know I'm trying to do I also was in a major that I shouldn't have been in and so oh, I, I was okay. a lot of figuring stuff out you know yeah. I was like okay, I found my footing I, originally it was like journalism I realized it probably should have been more like creative writing and so like I think if I would have been in a more creative atmosphere off the bat, it probably would have been a better, you know, yeah. place for me. But yeah, was in, in Bowling Green for just a, a little bit, um, and I was not—I was there not that long ago, driving through on the way to Detroit, and it's kind of wild how it's changed since. It looks a lot different, yeah. Yeah, the campus and man, wild. Yeah, it well, it moved all the way out. Like it, they've occupied so much, so much space. I mean, you know better than I do because yeah. she she worked there worked for years. There, yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, and it's like it is wild to watch how it's consumed it because like that they what what used to be houses 
there are part of it where it's like used to be houses. Now it's the campus, like the campus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Taken over so much. Yeah. So, so uh, much. Um, did, uh, so did you, did you go to Howard's to be, see bands or anything? I mean, you were in BG. I did. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. One of my, um, <laughs> one of my buddies who I still talk to, he moved down to Austin. He's like a country, country, you know, music, um, country musician down there. Okay. He used to play Howard's. He was in a band called, uh, stop. Don't wait. Stop, don't stop. I think it was stop, don't stop. Yes. I think it is right. stop, don't stop. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. Stop, don't stop. So yeah. I used to see, see them play at Howard's. I can't. Um, oh man, I'm going to, it's like an <laughs> instrumental three piece that, oh gosh. Oh, uh, no, shuttlecock wasn't instrumental. Um, three pieces. I even have like a seven inch somewhere in the basement that I was. Is, like, is it real? Like, is it kind of indie, like slint? type stuff yeah was it math, kind of mathy more mathy more mathy i'll have to i'll have to but it was kind of like oh holy cow they're coming to howard's like yeah yeah yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah. check them out i love that place that's like the number one place i don't know they're still pro- they're still doing sh- shit yeah, like yeah 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 i i mean i cut my teeth there uh we spent so years because so that was our local. Like <laughs> when we would play local that was one of the spots we'd play yeah if we were going to play a show in town it was Howard's. We knew all the promoters. We knew everybody that works there. Yeah. And, you know, it was one of those things, too, where, like, because at that time when I was in the breakup, we were playing with, like, like Koufax was the band that kind of broke out locally. <clears throat> Koufax yeah. and Aloha broke out locally. But they were fr- we were friends with them. So, like, they would make sure locally we'd get plugged into, like, good. <laughs> good get yeah. Plugged. Like, when Koufax would come home, we got to open for Koufax. And um, so, like, it. There was a there's this time where like there was not a bad night of music there. And oh, okay. it was it like I don't know, I'm not saying it's not like that now. Right. It's just, you know, I mean I mean we're so much older that I don't I don't go there. Right. Uh, but like there was there was a period of time where like there was always a good live show going on. Yeah. And it did carry into like those early two thousands where you could I mean, hell, we played with, like, I think back now, like, I remember we played with Super Drag at Howard's. That was a big fucking band. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that song was huge. And, like, and then, like, we played with OK Go in the, oh. the basement of... Uh, that was in, in Toledo. T- yeah, but yeah. What, what was that place called? It was the theater. It used to be, and it's all gone now for the Huntington Center. I can't think of what it was. I can't even. But there was a basement oh. bar, and we played with OK Go down there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, where were these bands doing? What were they doing? Who's sticking them? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Northwest oh, Ohio yeah. dirt holes. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's, you know, like, when I, I moved to Chicago for a little while, too, and the first oh, thing okay. that I did is I got acclimated, acclimated with, like, basement shows as much as yeah. I could. Like, where, where are those basement shows? Yep. And, man, do I miss that. Like, I since I've been in Columbus now, like I know there is a scene. I just yeah. kind of hit like, hey, I'm a little bit older. If I'm going on my own to somebody like, who's this old guy coming to shows? But yeah, yeah. Yeah. in in Chicago, it was just like, it was amazing. There were basement yeah. shows all the time, but I've always been curious about like, you know, what is it like in Toledo? You know what I mean? Like, what is the scene like, you know, cause outside of citizen in terms of like more recently, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah. the one band where I'm like, Oh, I know that that's like a Toledo thing, but yes, how shows and all that outside of like, or Howard's, I didn't really know much about the Toledo. There was a lot. There was, there was a ton of venues. A lot of them aren't there anymore. 
Um, but like Toledo, yeah. Toledo had a ton of like Mickey Finn. All at once, you had like Mickey Finn's the main event. Oh yeah, Frankie's. Yeah. Um, uh, what else was there? Uh, I mean, there's so many places. Well, even like what was it? Uh, Easy Street downtown. Easy Street, um, which never asked us back after one particular <laughs> show. Um, <laughs> rightfully so. When you're coming, when you're like bringing your own beer in out of your van and putting cigarettes out on their carpet, they're gonna. And they, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they don't. Not. They're like, yeah, here's your money. Don't come back. Don't ever. Um, but there was a there was a good scene. But also, Doghouse Records was based out of, and like Lumberjack was based in Toledo. So okay, okay. You, you had like a thriving indie label and distribution company in the like through the '90s into the early 2000s. That was like there was always bands like like you you mentioned Citizen. They're like a big. They're, they're a band from Toledo that's really done well. Um, but then you also have bands like, uh, there's another band called uh, Shitty Neighbors that I Oh, yeah. I know, Mark. Yeah, Awesome band. Oh, my God. They're so good. <laughs> so, like, there's, it's still there. There's always a band. And I, I've always equated, like, Toledo has this bloodline with Detroit and Ann Arbor. So, like, okay. I think that, like, Stooges, MC5, Sonic's Rendezvous band thing, I think that's still, that's in the DNA that runs down I-75. Gotcha. And it, that makes it is, sense. It's always been, as much as it, it's still very much prevalent in Detroit, it's still, it's also part of, like, Toledo and, and also, like, I mean, like, the Necros, they're from Toledo, you know, they're from Maumee. Like, it, there's a history there. I, I think it's just, it gets overshadowed by Detroit. Rightfully so. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because um, it's just so so close. Yeah. Right, right. And, uh, and you're in Columbus now, which, I mean, there's still... There's tons of good venues and bands down there still. So, um, yeah, I've been able to find. Yeah, it's been. I mean, you know, great, great city and great, great amount of venues, which is you know, yeah. open once everything is like. I mean, I've already got a couple concerts that I'm trying to go to. They're bigger ones. Who, um, who you want to? Who are you going to see? <laughs> okay, you ready? So there's. Yeah. I'm. I love all kind. Of, like, no, nah, I'm not. So do we? Those yeah. kinds of music, you know. <laughs> but I have a soft spot for a lot of like classics, classic stuff. Yeah. So. Um, and this just plays back into the theatrics of things, right? Like I'm always, I want to be entertained. Yeah. So I'm going to go see, uh, Alice Cooper and Ace Frehley. Cause oh, I've never oh. seen Alice Cooper before. I have an Ace Frehley tattoo. It's covered up. My you do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I have Ace's eyes on my, on my arm. <laughs> He's my favorite, favorite member of Kiss. We can go down Same. a Kiss rabbit hole because I'm also going to go see Kiss, uh, uh. In, I think it's the same month. And I've never seen them before either. So, nor have I, um, yep. At at work, um, a lot. It's like really funny. There's like a kiss contingency at work, and it's it's hilarious. Like we have our own kiss cover band. There's like four people at the office. Oh my god! It's called Smooch. Pretty great kiss cover band. That's a great uh, name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so like they kind of. I mean, I you know everybody knows kiss, you know, some of the yes. songs, but they kind of pulled me in a little bit deeper and were like, you should go to a show with us. And I was like, you know what? I, I sh- that's gotta be a bucket, like not a bucket list, but like, let me check yes. this one off. I'm going to go, go to a kiss show. So like, and I'm someone that's not used to going to those big arena shows. Right. It's like, neither are we. Yeah. 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 Theaters are the biggest we go to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's like, give me a small, give me a small space. You know, maybe I'm trying to think of the largest one, like maybe some places in Chicago, like, I, you know, seeing like a glass jar or something and like, yeah, sure. Where it was, but like, that was, uh, you know, that's about as big as I had gotten. Cause I just 
don't really listen to the music that's going to fill an arena. Yeah. So for me, it's going to be pretty wild to see this huge oh, stage man. and yeah. theatrics for them. So pretty, pretty wild and exciting. So I'm going to have to see that. Yeah, dude, I'll show you at, uh, I'll show you in in August, um, or at, at, uh, the extravaganza. I'll, I'll, you'll be busy, but I'll make points. Um, the, uh, and like you mentioned the theatrics of it, there is no more pro wrestling rock and roll band in my opinion than kiss. I mean, you know, and I know the dude from eat the turnbuckle and I'm saying that there is no more (laughs) pro wrestling rock band than kiss. Like it's just, the the bombacity and the the pomp and circumstance of everything they do and like and it's absurd like just read his right. lyrics yeah right every yeah. hard working man deserves a deuce what does that even mean right. yeah. mean anything right. but like when I, when I was a kid it's the first thing I latched on to it was like oh my god look at these giant mon it totally makes right. sense that it's yeah. still look at like these guys. yes exactly and and with that like with that connection of what what you're doing with old wrestling, like you're, you're taking the theatrical aspect of pro wrestling and you've found a way to like ramp it up and you've got all these other performers to go along with it. So I guess that, how did, how did you make that happen? Like, what's the pitch to like, I know Matt, I know Matt Cross, <laughs> like, right. that's, that's like, a, yeah. you know, that's a guy you think of was like a wrestler wrestler, right? Right. How do you yeah. convince these guys? Like, we're going to do this. Listen, hear me out. (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, you know, luckily it helps a lot when you're in the locker rooms with guys talking to them, getting to know them versus someone that's a promoter and starting a show, uh, uh, like scratch, right? Like if you, if you Wes are starting a show, you're like, I'm going to do a show. Hey, we've maybe met at the merch table, but they maybe not, they haven't hung out with you or they don't know some of the personal sides that you maybe share in the locker room. So I think when you're like a wrestler, you've kind of got a little bit of an advantage uh, because they know your personality. Maybe they've wrestled, maybe, you know, the guys have wrestled me in the ring. So there's a a little bit of familiarity and trust already. And so uh, it's just kind of like, if I'm pitching something, it's a little bit easier than if someone like, new you know it's just right. like hey i'm gonna do this crazy idea and then the wrestler's first thing is gonna be like well what am i gonna get paid yeah. you know so <laughs> you know yeah um fair fair you know yeah. but uh i think that gave me a, a huge leg up um on just this in this concept you know when yeah. we started it we knew that we weren't going to have everyone being able to not everyone already had an old-timey uh, character basically. So like, I remember early on saying like, we got to get Thunder Kitty. We got to get old timer, Jeff King. We got to get Sue Jackson. We got to get Dasher Hatfield. Those are like the four right off the bat because I knew that they were old time characters. I was like, yeah, we get these people. They've already got their promo photos that are already kind of like set up like this. They already live in this world. Now, who do we get that can play these type of characters that are doing normal, you know, normal things. And what can I do to hone in on some of their uh, abilities for like a certain character, you know, because I'll admit, I'm not always looking for the best wrestler. I don't need the best wrestler. I just need the best character to fit a certain role, you know? So like, I, you know, there are certain people that I'm like, 
may reach out to me and I'm just like, yeah, I just don't know what the character is. You sure. know, I don't know what it yeah. is yet. You could be the greatest wrestler on the planet. It's just, if there's not a character that I think is going to mesh well or like fit, you know, with what we're trying to do, yeah. it might not yeah. work. I mean, you know, a good or an easy example is like Jock Samson is a, is a moonshine and hillbilly. He's built, he's built for that role. He he's looks like a moonshine yeah. and hillbilly. <laughs> yeah. He's, you know, and you know, you look at somebody like uh, Ricky who I've known since I was 17, 16 or 17. I know that goofy side of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's cracked me up, but like his wrestling persona for the longest time was this very intense yep. mask on like yep. when he was Christian faith, Yep. And people didn't get to see that they're seeing it, you know, they've seen it now, now a little bit more, yeah. but I was just like, judge Hugo. That's the Ricky that I've known since I was a oh, teenager. Oh, what a character. You know, like I, I, I know that guy. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And judge Hugo, like, look, if there's one thing like, and this is all personal feelings about like, like he's a wonderful person. Yes. I've, got, <laughs> I've been able to work with Ricky in some different capacity. Great guy. Yeah. That guy can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you put it in front of him, he does it. And yeah. he's got a natural abil- a natural ability that somebody is going to finally go, holy shit. It's the Eddie Kingston thing. Yeah. It, it right. just took somebody 100%. going, this guy can kind of do anything. You just got to give him the right spotlight and the right platform. Ricky's yeah. got the same thing. Yeah. Judge Hugo's yeah. hilarious. Yes, I yes. so look forward to him every time. <laughs> the wheelchair angle. Right. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. He was in a wheelchair in a ring, Justin. Yeah. In the <laughs> ring. Multiple matches. Several matches, and you guys made it work. Yep. I, I mean, I'm not even sold on the fact that we might put him back in one because it was that much fun. You know oh, what I mean? so like, we'll good. come up with a way. I'm uh, sure, you know? and, the, and, and when he shot up and when everybody realized it was a ruse, oh, that just like he made every you have all these guys because you have people like like you'd mentioned some of some of your regulars like Sue and Thunder Kitty. But then mm. you've been able to bring in people like Orange Cassidy. Yeah. You, you had yeah. um Cole Cabana, I yep. maybe given a little bit away right. there. Sorry if I've ruined that for anybody. <laughs> uh, um, Chuck Taylor, like you've and yeah. uh, RJ City, you've had you've had all these people, and you have more people yet with Effie and Lee Moriarty coming in. These yep. are this is an old wrestling has been like a platform where you've seen Danhausen. Danhausen, yeah. She fell in love with Danhausen at Old Wrestling. At a, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. That's yeah. the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was the whole the Nosferatu. I, <laughs> Nos, yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. when you were yelling at him, when you were yelling at the ref to not let him in the ring, oh my god, she was, was like crying, dying, laughing when dying. you yelled at the ref when he let him in. Like you really got her oh. with that one, Justin. <laughs> you did. Um, I mean, you know that like. It it goes back to like, you know, creative. I think you've got to give creative people diversity in what they want to do, you know? And so like, and I've told people before, there's not enough diversity in, in wrestling. I think, you know, like I'll say that Chikara was a pretty good template for me in terms of like what you could do. um, I agree with that. Or like, you know, of like absurdity and what you can, you know, do with characters. But 
you know, an example like that of me, like, yeah, he's Dan Housen is playing this Nosferatu character. He's, you know, you don't invite him in. That's the first rule. That's the whole vampire rule. (laughs) And that's just pulling in pop culture, right? Like most people know that with vampires, you know, like, or if I had something garlic, you know, like we could do, you know, we could do that. So it's trying to pull in things that are like a part of pop culture, just general, you know, history. You know, it's like, we're using, the other thing that I just really like is we're using things that happened in actual history, but we're saying that we were the cause of them. Like we ended prohibition because some guys want a cage match. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) which I do really like, Hey man, if Quentin Tarantino could rewrite history, Justin Naki can rewrite history. Yeah. So can we, you know, so exactly. And going back to that, like, you know, creative people need diversity. And I think for a lot of the guys, they look forward to the show because they're like, this is something different. I only get to do maybe a few times a year. Yeah. yeah. yeah I really want to put time and focus and energy into it. And and I try to give them as much direction as possible. I yeah. tried to, you know, say ahead of time, this is the, this is the goal for your match. This is the goal for the, for the character. Yep. Um, and I think the guys appreciate that. I mean, I know when I do a lot of other shows, I would like more direction sometimes, um, oh, you know, okay. from, yeah. from the from the promoter and what they're expecting. And you know, we've got a great crew that helps. Uh, Jeremy Madrox, who's a buddy of mine that I teamed with, wrestled, and he's a guy that like has been there from the start. And he knows me really well. And he's back there watching everything. He's watching all the matches. He's relaying, relaying stuff back to the guys, just so it's just like, hey here's some of the things that they just did. Yeah. We want to make sure that we're bringing something unique with every match, make sure there's something a little bit different. And I think the guys really appreciate that organization um, and that, and that like space for creativity too. Because yeah. it, it's just from top to bottom. I don't, think it's like anything else in terms of what you're seeing and what the the wrestlers are seeing in the back. So I kind of pride myself on that because I I said it early on when I started this, this is like an art project, you know, and it still is still that ongoing art project for me. Yeah. And it, and it has this, like, as you've layered in as people that have attended several wrestling shows, I really enjoy seeing a new name come in. Yeah. Mm. Because because especially if it's somebody that's already established, maybe has some of that credibility with wrestling fans, because then it becomes a thing of like, okay, well, let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you're capable of pulling off. Like I know yeah. what I know what Chris Parsons is capable of pulling off. <laughs> right. And that's like Ricky, pretty much anything. Yeah. But but It'll be unique to see an Effie who I have no doubt will be wonderful or uh, Lee Moriarty. That's a completely different type of wrestler. That guy's like, that's like, you know, that's one of those like wrestler wrestlers, I guess. So to see somebody challenge themselves with that character, I think, I think as a fan, there's nothing more exciting than to watch like, what, what do you, what bag are you pulling from to do this? Yeah. And I think you, you've yep. given, like you said, you're giving that diversity and giving them this opportunity to tap into a different thing with within them, especially within their art form, because it's still within the confines of of wrestling, but it has mm-hmm. its own like. It, it, there's something so distinct and unique that no other promotion can pull off like old wrestling does. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's been, I mean, there also have, they all haven't been home runs either. I mean, I think there's sure. been some that, you know, we can maybe, Oh, looking back, you could change this, but that's the thing about failure is you get to learn from those more than, you know, the yeah. things that you're doing right, right. anyway. Right. Um, Cause like maybe some things didn't, you know, like fit or some, you know, things could have gone a lot better, but I think overall um, after that very first show, when it was very fresh and new, I think after that first show for the guys were that on that first one, yeah. From there, I remember them saying like, "Oh, we get it now. Like we yeah. understand what you're trying to yep. go for." Like so, it took a couple shows, I think, to hit hit our stride yeah. and get bought in from some of the people that weren't normally doing a certain this old wrestling kind of style, right? Um, whether it's your character or even just the in ring work too. Yeah, sure. You know, so it, it took a, it took a little bit to, for some folks. And I think some folks caught on a little bit uh, faster than, than others, but you know, for the most part, the, and a lot of the times too, what I'll do and, you know, you'll see that the show is pull in uh, new faces, but put them with people that have been on old wrestling shows for a long time. Right. So right. they're able to kind of like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to take you under your wing to make yeah. sure that, you know, oh, maybe we should, we're not going to do that. This just isn't going to really fit for this, you yeah. know, this atmosphere. So that's another thing when you're bringing in these new people, making sure that, all right, we're going to pair them with someone that's been doing these, they know exactly what kind of reaction certain things are going to get, how the audience is, all, all that. I, 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 uh, I distinctly remember at the Detroit show, Nate Matson. that, and it was a credit to him as a, as a, uh, as a veteran just took to it like a duck to water. Like, and he had the, he had the home, he was hometown, you know, he's, he's the homer. So like he had that going for him, but man, just right away, he, he was locked in and it was one of it, You could tell like that made sense to him doing yeah. that made complete sense to him. <laughs> and I, yeah, 100%. I, I think with him or and another one was, uh, uh, J- Jody Threat. What, what was what's the Oh, character? Jody Nation. She yeah, Carrie and yeah, in honor of Carrie Nation. Yeah. 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 That's mm-hmm. such a funny distinct like you just you've created so there's so many distinct things that can only be there that like you you've made you've made old wrestling a destination. And I don't think a lot of indie promoters can say that they've done that where you're not doing a show every month. You're, you're doing a few times a year and you're making it special and like curating that is like that, that as, as a fan, like I can't tell you how much we enjoy that aspect Yeah, that you're curating something special only a few times a year. So you don't want to miss it. Right. Not a lot of people in your world are doing that. Yeah. I mean, if I did it multiple times a year, I just don't know. I don't know how I could go on, but you know, that's, I, I, you know, I, that's a main, you know, point is like, I don't think I ever wanted it or intended it to be that destination. It's kind of yeah. evolved to it. And that's just the support of the fans, which I could have never expected from yeah. that first show on. It was just like, let's try something, you know, different. And yeah. we did it in Norwalk because that's the first, that's the place I for my saw my first indie wrestling show. Yeah. Uh, and so some of it pulls back to a nostalgic part for me. I mean, sure. the atmosphere is like bar none in that so barn. So great. You, know, you can't. Yes. 
you can't beat it. But um, it's just great to see how it's grown, like you said, in a destination where people are like, yeah. you gotta, you gotta come to this. And so we've kind of um, focused on that for people to say like, this is the, this is the big one, try and make it out. And luckily, yeah. you know, we'll get fans that come like you've seen out of state. Some people yeah. have come from as far as like the East coast or, yep. you know, or Georgia. And so I, you know, I, thank as many fans as I can, as often as I can just yeah. to take the, t- like the time and the money to come out to, to this. Cause I never expected it to be more than, you know, maybe a hundred people are getting together in a barn and enjoy, right. enjoying this, you know, thing that we do on a Sunday. <laughs> and it kept, and it keeps growing. Every, yeah. every extravaganza is bigger and bigger. Um, are, do you still, do you still enjoy wrestling? Like, are you, are, are you watching wrestling? I really don't. I really don't watch wrestling. I don't. I, uh, I, um, during the pandemic, I didn't wrestle at all. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, I've been wrestling for so long. I took it as an opportunity to just be like, I'm just not going to worry about it. I'm going to focus on some other things. I did a ton of hiking and it was the probably one of the best summers of my life. I, I was, I saw so much of Ohio like if you guys are ever looking for places to go in Ohio, I, I saw so much of the state that I never would have thought to see otherwise. Really? Really? Um, yeah. Just, I got this book. It's called 50 hikes in Ohio. It's by Ralph Ramey. He's an amazing. Hmm. He, he's got a lot of credentials. He was like part okay. of the Boy Scouts Central <laughs> resources in Ohio. And he wrote this book and my parents got it for me and I'm a maniac. And I said, I'm going to do these all in a year. And so I did every one of them uh-huh. in a year. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that was, that was my thing. And I really enjoyed it. And it just gave me some time to kind of like, um, you know, reflect on what do I want to do when things get back to normal? Do I want to continue to wrestle myself? Do I want to continue to do old wrestling shows? Like let's take an, let's take an assessment on this stuff. And, uh, I started doing, I started wrestling again, uh, in June. Uh, first show back was in West Virginia. I teamed with Jock Sampson and Greg okay. and there was Greg iron and there was yeah. maybe it was for a, it was for a camp uh, that Jock volunteers at. I know he's okay. always acting like a hard, hard ass. So I don't know if he'll appreciate that. He's going to be really mad. You, you gave up the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, and man, I, we were in a tent outside and just the rush, it felt like it was WrestleMania. You know oh, what I mean? There's only maybe cool. 75 or hundred people there, but they just were so excited to see us. And I was like, I was like, I was glad for the time off, but yeah. I was like, I'm glad to kind of be, be back in this. But, um, I, in terms of like current stuff, I really don't watch a whole lot. If there's something cool that happens with like a buddy, yeah, I'll definitely check sure. it out. Yeah. Like, like, um, you know, stuff with maybe NXT from time to time, potentially, or stuff yeah. with AEW. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of the stuff that I really enjoy is some of the classic stuff. Um, I might watch some old British wrestling from way back when, like the early seventies or something like that. Who, who's your but, guy? Um, who's your guy there? And in, in like that. Okay. Well, well, one of them I usually keep close to the vest, but um, his name's uh, Kevin Keneally. And he, d- and there's only, maybe three videos on YouTube. There's not a lot. Okay. I've got okay. a few more. This is how crazy I am. This is very <laughs> punk rock, but like yeah. 
there was a guy in England who would send you DVDs of old broadcasts and like, not all of that stuff has made it to YouTube yet. So I would email back and forth with him and he had just like a, you know, the most basic website, just like a text edit site of all his DVDs. And I would be like, okay, give me all the comedy British wrestling DVDs, please send them to me. And he's got more, there's maybe about three or four, but, um, Kevin Keneally's hilarious. He's like yeah. this. I mean, I'm trying to think. He's almost like George Costanza in a wrestling singlet. He's like <laughs> old guy, kind of stocky, not really athletic, but just fantastic comedian. Um, and uh, Vic Faulkner is another one. Vic Faulkner's yeah. got a lot of stuff on YouTube. That, I love Vic, Vic Faulkner. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's a couple. Then um, I mean, Johnny Saint's another great one. That's the you know that's the without a doubt, like the pinnacle of like world of, of sport wrestling. I, um, I would say so. Yeah. He's Johnny Saints. Definitely. Like when you think world of sport, I, I would, I think in most instances, that's the first name that comes up. Are there ever like, this was something I was wondering a while back. Are there videos of any of the wrestling that went on at the camps? Uh, in, uh, in well, that's a good camp? question. I, if there were, I don't think so. Maybe like, cause they still kind of do them where they were yeah. like a couple of years ago still yeah. doing that. So maybe like recent stuff, but I don't think way back when, because they're uh, Johnny Saint, his trainer and I'm blanking on his name because I'm on the spot, but he's only got one video on YouTube. Okay. Um, and I wish there were more because there's one, the one match that he has, he does a couple things that I've taken yeah. and I just thought they were like so cool. And I remember emailing the guy that I used to get DVDs from and he's like, there's one other match I can give you. There's a third one that like the network has that I've tried to get, but he, it was so old that they just didn't maintain the footage or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so I would say maybe that stuff is kind of lost through time, which is just like, you know, like depressing to hear, but I, yeah, I've got a bunch of just British stuff that I would watch. Um, but yeah, if, if I'm ever watching anything recent, uh, it's usually like there's a chatter about something with uh, a friend of mine or somebody yeah. that I wrestled and I'm like, okay, I want to, let me check, let me check this out. You yeah. Know? But it is like, it is kind of cool. Because, you know, I told her because she didn't, you know, she, she didn't get to live the, the attitude era. No. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> one thing we've, one thing we've learned retroactively is that she stone cold Steve Austin. She loves mm-hmm. her, who yeah. else? Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. else have you fallen in love with? Uh, and she, she thinks of Jake the stink as like a fatherly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paternal, I'm like, your dad, your dad really did a number on you. <laughs> if you look at him and you're like, oh, oh he's such a sweet old yeah. guy. No, you're a sweet old man. Yeah. yeah, raised by an absolute ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take that over. Well, yeah, over your dad. Yeah, yeah that ain't saying much. Oh. <laughs> That's true. No, you would take Jake's dad. You'd take no, Jake. Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yes, to be clear, yeah. you didn't want. Right, right, right. No, no, no. No, she no. did not want to be raised by Grizzly Smith as well. No. That's what I took it as. But yeah, to clarify for the audience out there, just so you know, if you. No, no, no. Ashley doesn't think They're Grizzly Smith would be a good father. <laughs> um, but it, it's funny because, like, 
now I look at it as like, there's another boom happening. I, it's not like it yeah. because culture and pop culture and media is so much different, mm-hmm. but this mm-hmm. is still very much a boom. We're talking about it in a larger context. Like when wrestling draws more viewers than the Olympics, that is a big yeah. deal. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you have to see, you know, when you're selling out a venue and, for the hope of something, you're selling out a venue in four minutes. Like that is something. There's there's definitely a yeah. a, a bub. There's you know something bubbling. So from that independent side, because you've seen some waves, how do you, mm-hmm. you how, oh, yeah. what, how do you like? Do you feel it only benefits you and it benefits old wrestling, or do you feel like no, it's just you know business as usual. I definitely think it, yeah, it definitely benefits old wrestling because, you know, the more rest, the more that wrestling um, is a part of the mainstream, the more members um, of society are kind of like latched onto it, or at least intrigued by it, right? Intrigued yeah. enough to maybe give it a shot. Maybe they become, you know, maybe you retain them as a fan mm-hmm. or you're at least like, oh, I'll maybe check this out maybe, you know, once a year. So the more eyes that you're able to get on it, I mean, you know, we're talking two wrestling promotions now have multiple sh- or will have multiple shows on cable television right. for the first time, you know, in 20 some years. Yeah. So there's gotta be some, and you, you've got advertisers that are going to pay heart, you know, money into the, into that. So there's gotta be some worth in professional wrestling. And so, uh, you know, you try and latch onto that as you know best you can and, hope that you can gain some fans that are like, Oh, we watch AEW. We watch WWE and maybe, Oh, there's something local. We don't have to wait six months until it comes to Toledo or Cleveland. We can see someone that's like a a name that was on AEW dark. Oh, you know, like you see Ricky Shane page and you know, you're like, Oh, all right. So I think, yeah, it only helps old, old wrestling. I mean, like anything else, I think there will definitely be, waves uh of you know wrestling when i started out it was definitely kind of a down down period for a while sure um i think i I can't predict what will happen but i think with you know things opening where that goes but i think you know you can see it in the shows that have happened in the most recent months that people are wanting to get out wanting to do do stuff and you can see that in some of the some of the wrestling shows for sure yeah um but yeah it'll be interesting in the coming years like how it plays within pop culture i mean when you think about dark side of the ring on vice you know there's a lot of stuff going around like we were talking about it's not maybe to the level of what it was in the attitude area attitude era but i would say at the same time too like what is because if you're like a comedy fan you can watch a stand-up special on netflix or you can watch something on hulu or you can have you know so like yeah all that stuff is is dissipated but you can tell that people are valuing wrestling enough to like we're gonna put this series on vice we're gonna wrestling's gonna be on you know tnt you know all, yep. all this stuff's happening so it's really it's still really exciting like I think it's kind of been still in that boom for the past couple like years or so. Um, But yeah, it'll be really interesting. You think about like what WWE is doing with some of their talent, like releasing it. Does that mean now that the Indies are going to be a little bit more on fire, right? You know, you know, getting some, getting some folks. Um, So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for it to see, to see where it goes. Um, Yeah. Very excited. Is there, is there anybody that, I don't 
make that this two part. <laughs> is there anybody you wish you would have been able to get an old wrestling that you look at and go, man, they would. Oh they, yeah. They, 100%. They, okay. All right. I, I knew you probably yeah. had some people that you're like, they would have got it. They would have understood it. Uh, and are there, is there anybody that you look at now that you're like, I, I bet they would get it too. Like who, who do you wish, you know, maybe, maybe they're on TV or something, so they can't, but uh, who are the mm-hmm. people that you look at and wish you would have got? Well, I don't like to, you know, they're, I don't like I, to name drop or anything like no, that. No, you're but good. I mean, but one of the, one of the duos that I wanted to try and do, but you know, he's just him and his wife are just so darn talented, but I wanted to get Gargano and Candace to be Bonnie and Clyde. Oh um, man, that would have been ago. good. Yeah. <laughs> And, and we, and we got, and we got really close, but it was right around the time when he was, you know, getting signed and all that. And so we just weren't, weren't able to do it, but I think, I know Johnny would have, would have got it just for as how long that we've known each other. Yeah. You know? And yeah. you think about it, that's a completely different character than him is, you know, Candace would play, but I, I had no doubt that they would be able to, yeah. to, to do it, do yeah. it well. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. There's one that's hidden deep down uh deep like dark in like a area that i don't know if i want to release to like the public but there is a character for and for some for i'll say I'm, there's a masked wrestler out there who is uh who i think would do a really good character and i'm just crossing my fingers that one day i can i can get him on Ooh. the show um, oh okay um, so it's been in talks but he's, he's he doesn't do that many wrestling shows so um He's yeah, a he, doesn't, he doesn't wrestle that much. What's he's that? A, he's a mat wrestler. Is that mask wrestler. Mask wrestler. Yeah. Okay. I thought yeah, you were talking about mat based. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So, um, um, but there, yeah, there's, I'm trying to, there were some other ones too um, that, you know, and there's other characters that I've had that just haven't been filled yet. Uh, you know, trying to yep. you know, find the, the yep. right uh, person. Yeah. Um, you know, I've talked to like uh, Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett. Uh, they're uh, best yeah, friends. They they would be like yeah they they'd be good yeah. As a uh, Doctor Hyde and uh, Mister Jekyll character, oh. so like a tag team that's Doctor Jekyll and Mister yeah. Hyde that thing. Um, talk to uh, Andy from Every Time I Die. Ah. We've got a character <laughs> idea for him, uh, and he's down. You know, another yeah. punk rock guy. You know, yes, what I mean? he, he gets yep. it. He's a he's a great dude too. Um, so yeah, there's there's a decent amount out there that I was like, man, I wish I could have, yeah. you know, uh, got got them too. I'm trying. To, oh, another one. Uh, I had MJF at a couple shows. We did yeah, these outdoor shows. Yep. In Willow. Yep. And that's the only show that we haven't put footage out just because we didn't, it didn't really turn out as well as I wanted to. And I'm like, yeah. of course, that's the one with him on it. Yeah. But um, he had, I think, three matches because we did a whole weekend of shows at this yeah. festival. Yeah. We were there and, for the whole thing. Oh, were you guys there? <laughs> yeah, we came, okay. yeah. We came to all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and so I wanted to have him at the extravaganza because for a while he was living in the Midwest. Yeah. And I, I was, this was, I think the same summer as, as Willard. 
uh-huh. that Willard show. And I was like, Hey, can you do the extravaganza? I've got a, I just want you to do like a promo, like a two minute match. Cause your promo is going to be the whole, like, that's the thing. Like the promo is yep. the, the bread yep. and butter. Yeah. And that was right before all out. And so he was someone that got nabbed up before we could, before I could do a little bit more with him that I yeah. wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I remember yeah. the the golfer character, yeah. and it was oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, and like when I, when he cut Sandy, in, Sandy Bunker, Sandy Bunker, <laughs> when he came out, I thought, I mean, because he has always been like in the face of people, and I'm like, I want to see how this goes with old wrestling, and those little kids yeah. right away were like just right up his ass yeah. immediately, <laughs> and yeah. I, it was awesome. Like I, I it was he. I love watching these people take on a new thing. Like it's, it's just, it's the, and like, I understand on a small scale from being in movies because I always get offered like, Hey, we have a complete unhinged lunatic. Would you care to play this character? (laughs) That is typically what I end up at, but I, there's no rules. I get to just be as loud and insane as I want. And for these guys that some of them, some of these men and women do those characters, others don't. So you're bringing out this whole other side of them. And it, it's so great. And we, everybody, the, all the fans benefit. Like it's, it's such a, it, uh, there's, there's no other, I can't say it enough. I don't think there's any other wrestling show on the planet. That's like old wrestling. It's, <laughs> Thank you. Wes. I, I, and I mean it, dude, like we go to a lot of shows and old wrestling is unanimously the ones that yeah. we are looking forward to above all. Yeah. All Thank you. <laughs> I got really scared today because I noticed that I have a baby shower that I have to go to. And I looked at the thing mm. and I went, Oh no. Oh. <laughs> and I pulled up the Same Facebook day. and I was like, oh, thank God it's, it's the next week. Okay. Oh, I was so scared. I was like, I'm going to have to miss a baby shower. Right. Of, I can't, my, yeah. of, my, of my really good friend. Of one of I, our best friends. Because it, I can't wow. miss all Have friends. another baby. We'll yeah. come to it the next time. We'll have okay. another kid. I, <laughs> I, I seriously had like a. <gasps> Oh no! I I did all worked out. I did the same with a con- like mixing up my dates with a convention. Oh yeah, and I was like, well, I'm not going to go to that convention if it interferes <laughs> with with old wrestling. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And then I looked. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. The dates are fine, but just for the record, old wrestling takes the priority. It really does. <laughs> it really does. Um, so before before we wrap up here, tell everybody where they can find you online, where they can find old wrestling yeah. and give the details. We'll build, we'll build all this into the bio, but let everybody know where they can okay. find out about old wrestling and let them know about the upcoming shows. Yeah. So, uh, old wrestling old with an E. So O L D E wrestling.com. Um, you know, you can get tickets to the extravaganza there. Um, you can get tickets to the Detroit show, uh, extravaganzas always the last Sunday in August for better or worse weather. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, but we've kind of set up that preamble or we set that up, right. To be like the last Sunday in August. So I just kind of rolling with it regardless of how hot it gets in that barn, but it's been um, hot before. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it it has. Uh, so yeah, that's where you can get tickets. The Detroit show is another Sunday show a little bit later. I think, uh, like at five o'clock on uh, Sunday there. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then, yeah, everything online is really simple. Old wrestling, Twitter, old wrestling, old with an E, uh, Instagram's the same. Facebook is the the same. Um, you know, we, if you've got any fans that, uh, are really into oh, yeah. wrestling, uh, on IWTV, live that's where oh, almost okay. every show is streaming i think um there might be maybe one show out of all our shows that aren't streaming so uh and if you use i think huzzah as of course it's huzzah if you use huzzah as the promo code um you get a free trial i believe for like a week or so but it's a fantastic i tell people that aren't you know knowledgeable about wrestling it's like the netflix of independent wrestling so yes. really cool um really cool amount of like content that they're putting up, not just wrestling stuff. There's really cool kind of like documentaries and stuff that yeah. they're starting to do, to do now. Um, and yeah, you know, we've talked about it, but if you're into the roaring twenties at all, if you've got a flapper dress in your closet, just begging to be used. If you've got a seersucker suit that you haven't don't know why, maybe it's from a Halloween costume 10 years ago this is the time to use that, use it and come to old wrestling because we didn't really touch much on it, but I never expected people to, to dress up and they do. And it's yes. just yeah. amazing when I see that, like, it's yeah. so cool. Like they want to be a part of it. Like they want to be as immersive, like they want to be a part of this immersive experience as much as possible. And so that's so, so cool. Um, so yeah, old wrestling, you know, uh, follow all those accounts. If you can, you know, we've got YouTubes for some other like free, uh, full matches, the wheelchair matches that we talked about. If you want to watch anything old wrestling, (laughs) I would say go to, go to YouTube, follow uh or not follow but you know uh search wheelchair wrestling search old wrestling and you'll find that match with ricky shane page uh him and i and then also him and him and uh, m dog have yeah. those uh both of those matches up for free um yeah so yeah those are the two shows we do have another show in indiana that's just a part of like a festival but the two big ones will be uh, the extravaganza in Norwalk, Ohio and, uh, the show in Detroit. And so if there are any fans out there that are like, Hey, I'm going to come for the weekend. I'll give you an itinerary. I'll tell you what to see in Sandusky and Norwalk. I'll give you all the local spots. (laughs) Uh, well, Justin, this was, this was great. We could probably talk to you for days because there's whole other aspects of this that now we, you and I are finding out that we both like that would could go for days. So, um, anytime, Anytime, anytime you want to come back and promote something, you are welcome to come. Uh, I think sure, yeah. I think the fans are going to dig this. We've got a nice cross section of not just like you know music fans or like people that want to hear us talk shit to each other, but like we have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of listeners that are into wrestling, so they're going to be excited mm-hmm. to see this go up. Yeah. So awesome, um, yeah, that's fantastic. I'm so happy to have you guys. It's been a little while since I've done done a podcast, so it's so great to you know sit and actually chat with you guys because I see you at rest at the shows yes. and it's just. I'm, <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. So it's great to be able to talk, you know, talk to you and, you know, learn a little bit more about you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we are going to hang up with you guys so we can say a proper goodbye to Justin off camera. Uh, so, or well, we're, you won't, don't worry. It won't be a video. It won't be audio. <laughs> um, so, uh, until next week, we will talk to you guys later. Later.